Oh. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Cheers, homies. All right, we made it. We made it to the podcast. The first Beautiful. filmed the pod. First film, Beautiful. Like, oh, shit. Filmed. Amber and Alert. Flash flood warning. Fuck. Dude, We're fucked. Dude, our... Prayers for Max, uh, all out there. Yeah. Well, so, so tell us what happened. Uh, I was driving. Yeah, why don't you just tell us what happened? Driving. About I was taking a left, like at this veer off the left from a light, and instead of it was like a yield section. And instead of going, I saw a car coming, so I stopped. And then as the car passed me, somebody smashed in the back of me, but not smashed. They gave me. They bumped me. It was like bumper cars. Like, just, boom. I'm like, oh, somebody definitely bumped back my car. There's the fucking awesome story. And that's potting, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I don't know why, for some reason, I automatically thought that you caused the accident. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, everybody just thinks Max fucks up everything. <laughs> well, now that our listeners can finally see you. Yeah. This is what I look like. We'll give you, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> A guy yeah. that looks like this. We'll fuck up your shit. Hell yeah. So, today we got Riley on the pod. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be here. Hell yeah. Riley from Lewd Motherfucking Dudes. That's right, we're the Lewd Dudes. We're from Austin, Texas. And, uh... We played Dude, around a little bit. We played with the Harrows. show the camera your, your jacket. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah, that'd be out. sick. You oh, that's up, dope. You gotta get up there. You gotta get it all the way yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a nice, good angle on it. That's hey, that's oh, badass. Dude. That's a badass fucking Blue jacket. Dudes. That is so sick, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, these are these are going on sale real quick. Uh, Dude, they sold out in 45 seconds last time. They sold out, yeah. We haven't even sold them yet, and they sold out. Yeah, it's crazy. Those pre-sales. <laughs> no, but we do have a single coming out in uh Yeah, dude, November. hold on. Let's, like, let's get... Should we... Let Riley dive right into like yeah. his story, you know, the journey. Definitely. Like we like to do this little thing where we've okay. been inviting peeps, just kind of, just give us a little background, you know, sure. how you got into music, you know, what, maybe what you play mostly, if you have any like ideas around your process or like even things that you do like from a recording process or from a uh, booking shows or playing gigs or. Well, that's a lot to tackle all at once. Let's yeah. break it down a little bit. Well, yeah. Start right, us off. Cool. So I met Max when he was 17. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Ross was there, too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dude. Well, we met at the Alamo. The Alamo For Max's house. 17th oh, birthday at, at party. A&M. Yeah. And I smoked White Widow on the house and oh, on dude. the roof, and I passed out. Dude, that fucking video <laughs> that Andrew made, it was this huge party video. Salty Dog. Yeah, Salty Dog. Oh. And we were all 
fucking I was just going ape shit. Everybody was like chugging vodka and shit in the video, and then I go over. There's a clip of Ross, somebody smashing like cake powder or something in his face, and he's just like, what? like, or I don't even think you moved. You were just dead asleep. Do you nah, remember? I think I got. I think what happened is they Davis put flour on my face, oh, and then Chris or Davis smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> and then I was pissed when I woke up. I was like, really no, but grumpy. the clip, the video clip, we smash in your face and you didn't move. You just, you were literally kept snoring after we smashed it. Yeah, that was, that was another era. Uh, yeah. That was the good days, bro. Me and that Ross. was back, that was back. But were kinda, you a musician back then? Yeah, yeah. So I started playing music back in the day, like a long time ago. Drums. Drums. I was a percussionist. Dope. But, yeah. um, Hell yeah. You know, Lou Dudes started about two and a half years ago, and I play bass with Lou Dudes. And uh, we started out kind of, you know, in the bedroom. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah. we produced our first EP all at, all at home, and Max actually mixed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Us. I remember you were working on it. Yeah. Dude, that's when I fucking met you, bro. You during, remember? During the production process, right? Because you well, were living together. No, no, no. It was. Well, we were. Yeah, we were living. I went. I went over to your the place you were living at with Carly, and that's when I met you, bro. Because we were probably just like checking in on the mixing. Yeah. Oh. So it was, you were mastering and mixing his their stuff. Yeah. So we've yeah. been we've been in oh, the bedroom yeah, yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. As all as we are. And yeah. like all of us. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna ask. Like, talk. Tell us a little about like your recording process in the bedroom. Yeah, like, yeah. you fucking obviously start off with drums. So I'd imagine that's like a fundamental piece of, you know, the whole puzzle. Yeah. So I play the bass for the lead dudes, but we we track the drums. That's right. And um, virtually everything at home in our little secret studio we call it. That's crazy, man. Um, and we didn't at first really know what we were doing. You know, we we did demos here and there, and then. We came to the point where we were like, all right, we need to put out like a serious body of work. And uh, so we started recording. We started with the drums. Uh, and then we DI'd, you know, kind of uh, all the instruments and layered everything on top of each other. And fuck yeah. It's just a building process from there. You know, you just start with one thing and kind of tweak it as you go. And uh, really, it was more of a learning process than anything. And then when, we we let Max help us out with the mixing yeah. and mastering. Dude, uh, yeah. how many like how many people are in Lude Dudes? Is it five? Uh, we're six. So six. yeah, so two guitars, bass guitar, drums, keys, and sax. Dude, you That's know a I'm, time, bro. I'm uh so um apart from the whole band like how a band yeah all writes music like every part and how each individual person shines in there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone kind of has their own little spot, you know. Right. So Andrew, who is kind of like our frontman band leader, he he is our head producer, recording oh, engineer. Okay, okay, Fuck okay. Yeah. Cool, and, cool. Uh, so we live together, and we have the studio at our house. And nice. Uh, I also do recording, but he's he's kind of like the main guy in terms of running the show, getting all the gear together. Uh, he's made some pretty big purchases in terms of like equipment. Yeah. Um, like what, man? So yeah, for the first for the first EP, we didn't have much. Uh, just your basic like preamps. We had a couple uh, Rupert Neve preamps. 
Ooh, damn. And um, the Neves, that's baby. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the Neve. Yeah. Yeah. Neve I, that's, what, I, that's what I that's record legit. all my vocals with yeah. is um, the Portico 517 or something like that. But dude, his shit is like yeah. world renowned and from Austin. Shout out. Yeah. Neve is from Austin? Yeah, well, originally from London. That's right. That's really? right. He moved here. But he, now his, his production's out of Wimberley, I believe. Damn. I thought, I thought Neve was German for some reason. Nope. No. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. I mean, like, but nah, he's uh dude, it's it's so weird though, because like I'm kinda with Ricky as well, where like I was so in that world when we were doing, you know, Dirty Lens and Southern Golden shit and recording, you know, fucking drums on the floor and bass with it and like that shit is fun, bro. Yeah, it's like a there's lot like of some stuff. camaraderie there that you, I don't get anymore. Bro, you know? that's like, at all. what I'm jealous about. And me and my bro made music together and it's super badass. But just the fact that being in a band, I see you guys, especially when I was living with y'all, y'all carry all that gear, you put in the truck. Bro, you get walked every go. time. You just fucking, I'm just literally, like, I carry my AC30. It weighs yeah. at least 60 pounds. I've got like two guitars usually Like, what a grind, so, bro. Yeah. Like, bro. And you're all doing it together? Well, hey, and that's why, yeah. I, that's why I started playing bass, because I was sick of moving drums. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the drum kit, bro. It is yeah. crazy. Dude, yeah. Makes How sense, many bro. mother... Like, dude, that shit is wild now that you think about it, dude. Because, like, yeah. I mean, I'm bringing a laptop usually now, man. Yeah. And, like, maybe a mic stand. And I'm bro, I'm bringing a USB know. stick, man. Like, it's, it's just... It's a trip, dude. I feel like Ross was always the diva... Doing his hair and shit while we always moved. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hey, know. somebody's gotta look good, man. Yeah, dude. You know, it reminds me of uh, like when I was in. There are definitely in, days in, where Max team, is definitely you know, right. And, like, just, like, super hard workouts. <laughs> I think there might have been a couple of shows where you actually did not touch one thing. That's, I was like, we're running late, dude. Fuck it, I'm just gonna get rocked. I always shit. felt like I was like pretty helpful, particularly after the shows. Like getting the stuff, making sure all our gear was like accounted for. And Talking to the fans, signing autographs. <laughs> you know. That doesn't cut it, Ross. Taking selfies. <laughs> Trying to get my ex-girlfriend not to be jealous of me from the chicks that I'm talking to. Yeah, good excuse, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one for the team, that's what it sounds like. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, um, that's a, that's kind of how we got started. And um, it's it's really just been a learning process from there. We Always building on what we did previously kind of tweaking our recording process actually we made a lot of mistakes on the ep so yeah, yeah i was gonna talk about that yeah. well you guys just tracked it because i feel like you guys had like the smaller neve kind of preamps yeah and y'all tracked it through there and whenever i got it they sounded all right i i wish i had the knowledge now yeah whenever sure. i was mixing it back then because so in a nutshell what I did in the mixing process, I put a sausage fattener on everything. <laughs> oh, and damn. Then, and then I EQ'd everything with the stock Ableton stuff and the. What stuff were just really quiet? Why did you do that? Compressors. Just to saturate um, everything? Well, it just, it just put everything like present because I think the way they recorded it, it was just kind of like. Uh, like if you record yourself in a room and you put your phone on the other side of the room, like kind of that. Not that dramatic, but in a nutshell. You're just saying like stuff, like some of the mics maybe weren't like, it was hard well, to like I can tell them. you exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. So. We, Sorry, not trying to like throw out dirty no, 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 no. Recording, I mean, recording I know it sounds art, like, bro. Like recording is. Yeah. So this was like our skill. first major thing in, in yeah. um, 
It still came out good, though. It, like, it, no, it came out. I mean, ask the fans, man. They love it. Yeah. Cracking okay. a cold one. Check it out on Spotify, the Lude Dudes. Hell yeah. Yeah, but, we'll, uh, uh, we'll make, I'll like, give you a yeah, link or whatever. Link in the Spotify. comments. Fuck yeah. But uh, no, so in terms of our recording process, we just didn't really know how to deliver like a good input signal, you know, to have a good mix on it. Well, that, yeah. And that's what I started learning about afterwards is all gain stages. Sure. I think we all, yeah. even though we were doing all of our separate things, I think all of us fell in this realm of like gain staging. Whereas yeah. like, that's a little different for you because yeah. you're doing a lot of in the box stuff. But yeah. when it comes to instruments, it's like, I didn't realize how important that stuff Yeah, was. we could have done a much Super better job looking back, sure. at, you know, of, you know, having more equilibrium in terms of our gain and, and having a higher output so when it got to the mixing process there was more to work with yeah right. so that was pretty um, loud yeah uh, yeah but also that can be negative too because if you if For you're sure. if you're tracking it and you're peaking or whatever you know you get right. crumbles then yeah. that, that'll ruin your track so it's, yeah. it's a nice balance but use that uh that vu meter to tell you like where exactly yeah there we go but you yeah. know it's all it's just a it's a moment in time right so yeah. i'm not For like sure. Yeah, it's a bro. On to yeah, the yeah. next. Oh, dude, literally, on to, on to it, and next. that's the hardest thing about musicians, man. Like, so many of us are so afraid to just drop shit and deal with the criticism. Bro, if dude, there is I'm criticism afraid. or I'm not, afraid. but I just mean yeah. like, you know, everybody is, and it's like the only way you get better is if you have feedback. Yeah, like that's the and, and, and if you and if you can honestly, bro, part of it is just stepping away and coming back three months later and like listening to it and recognizing, you know, that fucking it. You just learn stuff, bro. Like exactly. time just yeah. keeps going, man. Oh, bro, yeah. Every, the whole dynamics of the industry change and just how much stuff you know and and your confidence behind it. That's a big thing as well for me. Like, Dude, it, I feel like it compounds, man. Like your knowledge. I feel like I've every year I learn way more because I'm able to put it all together, make like more connections. Yeah. About everything that I'm doing. Yeah. So, so yeah, you guys did that first record. So we dropped the EP, you know, we took tons of criticism, which of course is great because then, you yeah. know, we can learn from our mistakes. Uh, we dropped that in December of 2018 and like the next day we started recording like the new. Yeah, yeah bro. Like, we, we already had it. You're so over it. I bet not, at that point. Yeah. Bro. Not, so only, not only like I'm stoked what you are doing. So you are doing a new album. We have a new record. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second, but. Yeah, after the EP that I mixed for y'all, um, like just seeing y'all's shows, because we did an EP release party, but you played a lot of songs that weren't on that record. And right. immediately, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I know all the songs. Like, they're fucking fun songs. And, um, but the new ones, I was like, these fucking crush it. Yeah, yeah bro. And so it's not even, it's the songwriting. The, the funny thing about that is, is, yeah, the songwriting does kind of like carry the band, but like, even this record's coming out in December. We have another record's worth of songs that we're already playing at shows. So it's like, damn, it's always you know we're always pushing damn. it to the next thing, and and I think that's really what carries the band. I feel like that's sure. like what I'm jealous about. <clears throat> it's like, like massive volume, the, bro. And so who's yeah, so yeah. Andrew's like writing most everything? Well, yeah. So Andrew is a huge part of the songwriting process. Okay, Rankin writes songs. Everyone kind of participates, but cool, I would say, cool. you know. Jordan is a great lyricist. Um, oh shit! And Andrew will sing like his yeah, lyrics. Yeah, that's wild. I can't do that. <laughs> I could maybe. I just have never done it. Yeah. I think Grateful Dead. does. I think that's a mate. No, no, no. That's like. I mean, dude, that's what the Eagles do. That's what yeah. fucking most everybody who does it. Teamwork, baby. It really is, and it's just crazy because yeah. like lyrics are. Uh, 
Yeah, that's cool, dude. That's fucking sick. Yeah. So once we um, we kind of moved on from the last EP that we released, we realized that we need to upgrade like our our recording process. Uh, so Andrew went and bought a Portico too. Yeah. And we now we have like the Portico channel strip and um, most of our DI goes straight through that and. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the, so it, it really nice. it's it's insane how much like that will clean up your your sound. Yeah, that's what I was talking to you about yesterday. I was like, my dream setup is I really like my preamps. I have I have the Universal Audio ones, and yeah, if I had the money, I would get one of those Teletronics compressors. Fucking Daft Punk uses yeah. they're like three grand just for a compressor, but for it's like one channel, right? Yeah, yeah. For one, and it's like if, but if if you went through a nice preamp, and you just had like some like set compressor, like you don't have to dial it in every time you can if you want to, but it doesn't have an attack or release or anything on it. It's just a set compressor that's just like fucking amazing sounding, and like a lot of huge artists use it. Um, Daft Punk, Random Access to Memories, they use it on that album cool. for all the vocals and shit, and so. I was like, that would be my dream set. And that going, like starting off with that before the, even the mixing process, that's fucking magic. Yeah, so it, really everything in my opinion starts with the recording. If you don't have a solid foundation of, you know, the the electricity, the electrons that are actually going through yeah. your, from your mouth into the microphone and turning into the waves, you know, like yeah, if that's exactly, not bro. solid, then tough luck. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, bro. And, 100%. Uh, they always talk about like I've heard some people were like uh, I heard somebody at Guitar Center once they said yeah man you got to get the gold tip cables like the go- the most Dude, expensive cables down to the cables for real but it was funny because he goes yeah one time I used the gold tip cables and the guitar sounded too clean in my opinion so I don't <laughs> like them so hey bro I, some people are trying to go lo-fi yeah. I mean yeah yeah, yeah man. I mean I'm, my shit's all about lo-fi. Is it? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, as far as the drums and the bass. You, you can always record super high quality. And, and then, then make it And then fun. degrade it, it like in post if you yeah. want. Yeah. Which yeah. is that exactly. much more. Because the, sat- the yeah. different saturations that are yeah. all blended together yeah. is like. That's interesting yeah. that your friend liked the sound that different uh, like plugs. XLR, but yeah. not an XLR, but yeah, like quarter inch. No, that yeah. was just the guy at the store that said that. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude. We were Because we I was with our buddy will and uh he was looking at cables. shout out he, to willis he he bought one he 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 bought one he was like i gotta get it i'm just gonna get a fucking nice cable they're like 60 bucks aren't they jeez i, I no think they way, might bro. even be like 80 yeah. <laughs> no, no it's worth, i mean it's yeah. worth getting if you're gonna spend Not three is. grand on a channel strip like pay 80 bucks and get a cable i mean <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. my whole thing is i as mean well what the cable's like, for life yeah yeah well you oh, only yeah, you only need and shit for yeah they do and and you only need I mean, for the recording, like fucking two of them, maybe. You know what one. I mean? Like, you only, you really only need one, yeah. but yeah. Well, until you get to drums, like drums are right. A, kind of a. I was just thinking, if you were trying to record, uh, yeah, top me I'll, up, t- bro. I'll take one, brother. I'll take one. Thank you. Give me some of that cord light. I want to see the mountains shine. <laughs> Coronas are in the frigidora. Oh, that's right. There's some in the fridge, bro. You didn't I'll put take, it in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. I'll take an ultra, actually. Um. I'll take a Corona. Dude, that's a. Uh... Okay, I'll take both. Um, <laughs> dude, that's, it's just interesting, man. Like, so, you know, fuck, we probably hung out more, Riley and I, like, what, two, 
two, three years ago, I would say. Yeah, it had actually been a long time. It's been a minute, bro. Ross, run into him at ACL. That was so great, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, like literally, literally <laughs> forgot. Maybe. Ross, like I mean, I knew you were here. I knew you were like producing videos, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah you're hanging out in your your little <laughs> lakefront property. Yeah, I'll take cruise. Uh, or, uh, by the way, there, I need bro. to come check that out. You need yeah. to come check that out, bro. And uh, so I run into Ross. I don't know me. where we are, but we were like right in front of the American Express stage watching Tyler Childers. That's right. And uh, great, great artist. Yeah, he's dude. Band. His band is so authentic in themselves as well, bro. Yeah, I love, fucking love him. I actually hadn't seen him or listened to him at all. Until so, like, pretty much, I had listened to like four or five of his songs, and when I saw them out there rocking it, bro, I was like, "What the fuck? These guys are like killed it." Like, I mean, seven piece band all have the like the fucking drummer with those chops, bro. Down to the had. chops, even. He had the lamb chop. He just looked what like a good old this? country boy from Athens, dude. And he couldn't wipe that smile off his he face. He couldn't, bro. And they were man, and he's and they're what, just what authentic. Band is this? Tyler talking? Childers? Oh, he played at ACL this year? Yeah, he's those Uh yeah, he played uh, American Express and uh I probably it was kinda like maybe four or five o'clock in the afternoon or something like that whenever he Run was into playing. Ross, he's looking for Max. Max of course can't figure it out, having trouble getting in like <laughs> Oh fuck, I forgot Max came in. No, That's right, dude. <laughs> Ross's girlfriend gave me an extra ticket. I'm like I don't know how Sweet. I opened that. I got a I got a ticket. I go to scan, it scans red, and then they chop oh, it no. off. They're like, Hey, uh, can you get the person's license? Like the picture of their license yeah. that you bought it from? And, and I was like, I mean, I can't get any service right now. And they chopped it off. They're like, come back to us whenever you can get it. <laughs> I was just like, they chopped. And I waited. And Carly bought a ticket. So his, his girlfriend bought a ticket. Yeah, and I split a ticket with her. And I was, so that dude, ticket that you paid for did not work? I, I nah, didn't pay for it. My, my girl. So what? let's back up a little bit. Uh, yeah. So Hannah, my girlfriend, she bought ACL tickets and whenever it said on there it said we'll call so come pick them up like in advance so she comes and picks it up like a week in advance of ACL um, and when she went there they were like hey well you can use this one but it says it shipped you one she was like well my email says like we'll call so anyway they gave her one she goes home that night has uh, another one there and what I thought was Max was going to be a sly motherfucker and just like walk uh, right behind a bunch of people and just be like Oh, I didn't scan my wrist. And uh, instead, Max scanned his wrist. You and didn't then, explain that to me. You just said, I have an extra ticket for you. I told you I don't know if it was going to work. Oh. Well, I didn't catch that. <laughs> anyway. A little miscommunication here. Anyway. Yeah. anyway. Well, I put it on my wrist loose enough so that I could take it off. That's So how'd you end up getting in? Yeah. Scanned it, scanned red, went to the uh, ticket place. <laughs> and when I walked up to the ticket place... The, there was a kid slowly walking away from it, and a lady was following behind him going, security, security, like pointing at the kid, and the kid just gets faster and faster and faster and just runs through the crowd and like disappears like out the exit. And I talked to that fucking lady because nobody else was available. Oh, my God. And so uh, she like chops my ticket off, and she's like, hey, we, we need their driver's license. I'm just like, fuck, and trying to figure it all out. And then I went back up there and I was like, listen, I don't have her driver's license because I have no service. Her name's Hannah. She lives at this address. She has blonde hair. Oh my This God. is her Instagram account. <laughs> it's not loading, but I have it right here. And they're like, all right. 
Yeah. Here's the ticket. Carly they, fucking spun no that shit, bro. Way. Yeah. So <laughs> no way. Carly kind of like my girlfriend helped push that along. Yeah. And then so Max got to got come enjoy. So yeah. Max gets to come see you Tame Impala. You got to ACL for free, bro. Yeah. Oh my. Just God. for a day. Legend. Wow. Yeah. Lucky. And he did it all on accident. Oh, dude, we're gonna finish the story where we left it. Oh, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So Ross, oh, shit, I forgot about that so, until just so, now. So bro. I come in. <laughs> Ross is already drunk. Hey, you got it, dude. Buddy. So I got there at twelve thirty-five, and right before twelve thirty-five, I'd have been drinking purple Ritas at Baby A's. Yeah, and I didn't even purple Ritas. Dude. I had no idea oh why I was there. I just went because it was nice weather. Dude, I'm out. super. Dude, it was the best weather. Yeah, best weather I've ever. It was been the at first ACL. day in Austin this year that it wasn't like. 90 degrees fucking a it was like it was legitimately cold like i was cold yeah and it was nice yeah and i had like two hoodies on it was amazing yeah that sounds awesome yeah but um anyway we got drinks uh pretty much all our i mean it's not like i was a waste or anything but i feel like we just got oh, in oh, there oh uh, yeah i guess we were there other cool bands that we saw yeah so who did i yeah so we saw started seeing uh tyler chillers then went on to see um Dude, who played L- L- Not when I Tame and Paula played, for well, sure. Yeah, that was the last show. But who did we see between that? Guns and Roses. Ugh. No, we didn't watch that. We went to... Jane, think- shout out to Jane Ellen Bryant. Uh, we, I saw her. Oh, I wish right. I would have... See, I wish... Those are like one of the people I wish I could have seen. Yeah. It's like a Austin... She's from Austin, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. We, I played a one-to-one with her. Yeah. Oh, no shit, dude. I saw Black Pistol Fire and... Um, Zeely oh. came out from Black Black and you know did what it was? Uh, Recon Tours. Oh, that's right. We did see the Recon Tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they were. Uh, I didn't. They were I pretty. I mean, they're show. always sick. I don't know. There was something about that show that I was not as stoked about some of the other shows I've seen with them. But oh, still the a legendary first band. guy when I got there we saw was Tom York. Oh, we did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Max hated on Tom. Max fucking hates Tom York. Not a fan myself, but give him credit for what he is. You know, like that's look, like dude. Sound. Radiohead made some fucking bangers yeah. that like make you. No, they didn't. Think about no acid. So they make you think about assholes. <laughs> Not for me. Dude. I love promoting <laughs> that. How much I hate Radiohead. It's really nice. Yeah, join the club, dude. <laughs> yeah, I never understood him, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the s- only fucker who likes Radiohead here. God, I mean, dude. I don't like them, but I appreciate them. Yeah, I guess I'm. I don't even I'm appreciate kinda, them. I do <laughs> like them, I don't but I also like them Radiohead. because I appreciate them. It's almost like the same reason I like Kanye West. It's like I appreciate like All his right. music. All right, I'll say I hate Kanye West. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but I love his enough. music from a perspective of like hip hop and pop. Like he's done a lot of good records. And then we linked up and saw Max's favorite band in the world. Tame Impala. Tame Impala. It feels like right. I actually had never seen them. Fuck off. Seriously. Really, dude? Yeah. Did you see them at ACO? You ever listen to their stuff oh, or anything? Like, yeah, they're on the radio. <laughs> you don't, like, look for it. And... I had no, no, I, like, haven't really. But oh, I, 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 since seeing them, I've kind of delved into their discography, and I, I do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Actually, um, we did, like, that last demo that we tracked, we mastered out of Flanger. Nice. And like we run everything through a stereo out and flanged it because of the team of polish. Yeah, that I went yeah. To. dude, dude, Kevin Parker changed shit cool. up, bro. Like he's uh, the lead singer or whatever. He's just such an amazing producer, 
He's killer. The favorite part of the Tame Impala show is whenever at the end he was like, dude, the whole show actually, he was talking mad shit about Guns N' Roses. He Ooh. was. And that yeah. was weekend actually- prior, I heard they were like literally the loudest shit you could ever hear and they were draining them out. And so maybe that's why, but well, we actually probably smoked uh, four blunts. Oh, that's right, that we time. smoked a lot. Dude. And and when I heard him say, uh, like, talking shit about Guns N' Roses, I was like, bro, like, <laughs> we all know it, but like, that's like you're saying the quiet part out loud. Like, you don't say that. You yeah, know? Like, I know, yeah, bro. Dude, like, I don't know if he. Caught you don't any, say I, that. I, didn't, I didn't read any articles about it. I don't know if he caught any flack. I actually like, dude, read. Dude, there was an article in the Chronicle from the first week before I went to the show. And he said, uh, it said, uh, it said Kevin Parker questionably being sarcastic about Guns N' Roses. Yeah. What a shitty, what what a weird. There was an article that came out after uh, the second weekend that kind of ragged on like Guns N' Roses. Like they were clearly trash. Word. Dude, I literally saw their first song and I was like, bye. The audio was garbage, man. Dude, it was garbage. I I mean, it's just like, dude, look. That's that's it, exactly it. The mix, whoever, whatever the fuck was going on in terms of the sound, was horrible. But it's really? also the band too, like yeah, they were. They're also roses. like they just it, they seem like they were phony. Dude, in. that's crazy, bro. Bro, but tam- they're like a classic fucking rock band, bro. dude. When Kevin Parker, yeah, was- but you gotta bring it. Like you can't just be Guns and Roses and yeah. show up and they play like shit. It? Nah, dude, it was trash. Fuck. Yeah, dude, my coworker was super stoked on them. That's all he wanted to go for. Yeah, but of I course. I mean, every, dude, it was clear. it's because that's how good their brand is, bro. Right. Uh, you know, Guns yeah. N' Roses is imprinted as like this amazing brand. I mean, fuck, yeah. dude, it's on t-shirts okay, everywhere, like, bro. Yeah. yeah, so like, I'm a huge deadhead, right? I go to a dead show and their audio is trash, which it will never be. But right. if it was, I would still be like, oh, it was great, you know? I would say the audio is right. trash, but I, you know, I would still love it. I can understand that if you're a Guns N' Roses Guns fanatic. Roses. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. from my perspective... Terrible. Yeah, I think really? it was like horrible. So we went to Tame Impala, wow. and he last song I think he played, he was literally singing like in the song. I can't remember which song it was, but he was like, knock knock knocking out and I was like, dude, he is digging in. Yeah. <laughs> to G and fucking R, bro. <laughs> Dude. That's yeah. crazy, bro. I thought it was hilarious. What an dude. I was like, I mean, it's funny because Max actually like, dude, didn't he... Max like meet you? Didn't you run into Kevin Parker at <laughs> no, not Deep Eddie, uh, fucking Barton Springs? Barton Springs. No way, bro. So <laughs> he ran into his so, girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, this was funny. Um, me and my girlfriend <laughs> and her little sister were in town, and we had just saw they. We just watched them play at Float Fest. That's right. And it was 111 degrees oh outside. God. And the That's next brutal. day, just as hot. And we were like, let's go to Barton. And so we go to Barton, and there's this blonde girl sitting in front of us. And my girlfriend brings uh, a little film camera with her. And we asked this girl if she could take a picture of us. She has an Australian accent. And she's like, oh, yeah. And she takes a picture of us. And we're like, oh, thanks. Uh, Oh, we recognize your accent. Where are you from? She was like, oh, Australia or whatever. Perth, Western Australia. <laughs> yeah, she just briefly, she didn't even really say why she was here. She was just like, oh, just visiting. And she walks over to her group of friends, and the guy she walks next to is Kevin Parker. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say what's up? No, I didn't say Bro. it. Damn. I, I didn't even know what to say. I thought like, she told you that, like, 
I thought you asked her if like it would be cool to say something oh, to him. Carly asked. Max is so. Carly awkward. asked <laughs> if we could get a picture with him. She goes, "No, he's very particular about his hair, and he he feels like he doesn't look good right Who now." Who said that? His his now girl wife. His wife no said that yeah. about. That's weird. Him. <laughs> it was so. Funny. Oh my god! My girlfriend said that about me, bro. Uh, the fuck? Fuck, you did not rep me good, bitch. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not a fucking diva. What the fuck, bro? Nah, you better tell him I'm like, He's very yeah, I want to take a photo. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what she said. I was like, oh Shit. my God. Dude, that's tough. But I mean, like, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I mean, I get it. I, she was probably literally just coming up with an excuse for him because he's a fucking musician and most of us, I feel like, including myself, are introverts, like, you know? But, yeah. dude, like, at the end of the day, I know you praise the ground he walks on, but, like, dude, he's just a dude. He's just a fucking dude. He's, he's a just dude, a dude, dude bro. I, it's like... Dude, he's a homie. He was on, like, the Travis Scott documentary, so, like, yeah. I feel like he makes all kinds of music, which is cool. No, I know. That dude I, is a producer, man. I just I just didn't even know, like, what questions to ask him. Like, I, I was thinking about, like... <laughs> hey, hey, what's hey, up? hey, hey, uh, listen I to my music! Let hey, me hey, pull hey, my notes! <laughs> what preamp do you use on eventually for your vocals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so sweet man. So you recorded the drums, or? Oh, dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. He's got preset answers for the questions that all like everybody asks. Probably, them. yeah. <laughs> but, no, but yeah. No, I was just like, you should just say what's up, man. So, so the orb comes down, right back to ACL. <laughs> I'm standing there. I have no idea what's going on. I'm chilling with Ross. I'm like, oh, dude, it's so good to see Ross and Max. Yeah. This orb it's comes cold. down, it's nice. and it's like, it's like, dude. They they put like more thought into their lights than they did their sound. I think that shit is so. The uh, Tame Impala, that orb. Well, well you were talking about how fucking clean like the drums. And Dude, everything. it was clean. Like yeah. it was totally was clean. So on point. I mean, they're and we could compare it directly to Guns N' Roses right right across the way, which yeah. was ass trash. Terrible, yeah, so like bro. when you hear that. You're like, wow. I love talking shit. That is so crazy. I can't believe Guns N' Roses are like shit. No, it's funny to talk shit here, but like, dude, he was on stage across from them talking shit. I'm like, dude, you gotta like. Bro. What'd he say exactly? Dude, he was like, just saying like. He was just talking shit. I don't like, know. How to like, say it, bro. not not even like beating around the bush. Like full on. He was just like, yeah, talking. fucking Guns and Roses drowning us out last weekend. Yeah, <laughs> they're oh so fucking God. awesome, eh? Like just like yeah. just, you know, like, yeah. Shit, bro. I remember. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. And yeah. then like at one point he was like, yeah, fuck Guns and Roses or something like that, and was like, no, 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 no. He might not. Have said, he probably didn't say fuck Guns and Roses, but he said like he said some more derogatory shit to them throughout the show. Sorry, I was 17 blunts deep. It wasn't like once, though. It was so like continuously. What'd you say? It wasn't just one time that he... Nah. Yeah. He that's said weird. it probably like between several songs. On the last song, he was like singing... <laughs> he was singing that during that. the song, like as they were finishing. <laughs> just like ad Like mocking him. Yeah. I, just, I just think it's a weird angle to take. Like, Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're like... You're like playing, you're, you're headlining ACL, you know, yeah. like there's a million things that you could say when you have 15 or 20,000 people's attention yeah. and, and like you choose to talk shit. It's usually like, positivity is like yeah, the like, way to go. I, I honestly kind of lost agree, some bro. respect about I that. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. You know yeah. what, man? I did as well. And I like, I fuck with Kevin Parker, but I actually kind of knew this about him a little bit. Like just, just knowing he's like, I think he's just, you know, bro, he's the fucking titties in America for sure. But also in Australia, also in New Zealand, like everywhere he goes, you know what I mean. And so I think he's on a 
when you have Interscope that much records here in America, and he's also signed in UK. I don't know if he has like a oh really Australian record. Yet. I just I no I just know he like he's from Australia or whatever. Yeah. So he um well I think he's there a lot. But anyway, he's fucking dope, man. Um, he's like a, a real really really good musician. But yeah, I think he's kind of a prick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like why talk shit, man? Yeah, yeah. Maddie yeah. Seal, that's crazy. I don't know, bro. Yeah. You never know, like, the kind of day people have. Like, I always think about this all the time because I'm like, man. Would you ever talk shit? I don't think I would, bro, but yeah, I haven't I been I there yet. Either. So, you know, it's you tough don't to know put yourself you're there, there bro. But I, like, if I did a 200 <laughs> shows a year, I think deep down I probably wouldn't, Ricky. Like, I agree. I think, like, yeah. mentally I'd try to be very, not only from a, just, like, a kindness perspective, but also from a business perspective. You can talk as there much shit as exactly. you want for the 20... Three hours of the day that you're right. not on stage. Right. When you're you know? on stage, it's like it's Shut so. Up, that's my thing. It's to me, it's like a movie. You know what I mean? The best show I saw at ACL was by far Childish Gambino, and bro, he literally it was a movie. Dude, that's what Cyril was telling me. Dude, it was he a told movie. Me it was bro. the best show he's ever seen. It was his last show as Childish Gambino. No way. Yeah. Apparently. Why? He'll come back. He'll come back to something else. Maybe it'll just be Donald Glover. That's insane, though. Why? He's, he, he's he trying just, to he just sound. got done touring End for two an years era. and did Star Wars movies and like have done yeah. cartoons and been on TV and fucking dude he was trying to stand up sucks ass really yeah have you seen it no that's hilarious but ass. think about it if you can reinvent your character every couple years that's pretty sick yeah, yeah fucking a bro yeah I mean I would I'm thinking about new aliases I want to take yeah dude yeah cause I want I, think I, want it, I should have an alias I want to start a yeah. country band still <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking do it Max god damn it bro <laughs> well oh, wait yeah. you gotta get them boots first though yeah I gotta right. get Alvy's boots get them boot. wait, what's, the, what's the boots called Alvy's go to alvy's.com that's my fucking brother he makes yeah dude, Alvy, we're, we're, uh, we're sponsored by Alvy's boots here <laughs> sponsored by Alvy's boots bedroom musician podcast sponsored by Alvy's yeah Dude, those are sweet. So where does he get them from? Yeah, that's why Kevin Parker's a douche. He makes them. He wouldn't wear boots like this. <laughs> where, where? <laughs> Skinny jeans, mate. Um. <laughs> nah, uh, yeah, dude. He, um, so my brother, he, he gets the leather, like, like the exotic skins, most of them, um, from Southeast Asia. And then no. he gets the boots actually manufactured in Leon, Mexico, where other Leon? really large... Are they uh, fair trade? Really? Yes. We'll have to look into that, guys. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, going, dude. So going back to the ACL story. That's legit. Yeah, so so Let's we're there. The story. The orb comes down. It's like the heavens open up, right? And we're eight blunts deep. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, this way, guys. That's gonna be the name of the fucking app, bro. Eight blunts, eight blunts deep. deep. So <laughs> and uh, Max is like, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm like, we're, I'm hungry. We're walking this way, and we're walking forever. And there, no idea like, where we're going, by the way. Yeah, we're just like zombie walking. I'm for sure zombie walking. We do at one point along the walk decide, you know, it's been a long day. We've been drinking quite a bit. Our uh, bladders are quite. Hey, you don't full. have to beat around. Let's the go bush take for a us. piss. Let's go take a piss, and so we do. <laughs> I'll let you guys take it from there. All right, so <laughs> my girlfriend had to pee worse than any of us, so we went off one of the trails. Uh, it's like this. Yeah, so we're we're leaving out of the west side of Zilker Park, walking right. like going uh, up towards Magnolia Ma halfway. Yeah. yeah, that was halfway. the final destination. It's, I think it's Sixth Street. Is it? Or it's uh, Lake Austin Boulevard. Okay, okay, yeah. So but we're going right, west. That's right. 
We're going west. But um, we take the running trail and we just go down just a little bit. Take a leak. <laughs> I, yeah. I was surprised my girlfriend didn't like run down in the woods deeper. She just like just went behind the tiniest little bush ever and just squatted right there. While all of us, me, Ross, and Riley, went down deep We went into like the woods. fucking 25 feet down. Yeah. And we all were peeing. Ross fell backwards twice while peeing. Oh, my God. And we, we go back up. We go to Mags. And we get a table. Ross Dude, all right. Hold on. Hold on. We don't oh, get a table immediately. We put our name down story, for the fucking dude. table. And first I'm of all, I don't, I don't know why we made the decision to go eat, but we did. We did. And because, like, this is like uh, I mean, 10 30, 11 o'clock. 10 30, 11 o'clock. Like, we that you get hungry. Wait, y'all left drunk. ACL? Bro, yeah, so we, yeah, because ACL was dumb pretty much, bro. Oh, I mean, there was like 100,000 people. There's so many people. Once. So we go to Magnolia's, bro, and it's like as busy as ever right after ACL. And we get in line, we sit for 25 minutes, and I'm just sitting, honestly, I'm, I'm literally, like, chilling. I'm having the, like, we're just talking shit, and then probably about one minute before they call <laughs> our name, I just start sweating, dude. Yeah, like bullets. Like, face red. Like, literally like, just The sweating, devil comes out of his bro. eyes. <laughs> like, sweating, sweating. Ugh. I take off, like, both of my jackets, and I just have my t-shirt on, and I'm like, all right, I'm cooling down a little bit, cooling down a little bit. We go sit down. I'm like, all right, fuck. Room starts spinning for Ross. Dude, I'm Before we even get our drink order in. I'm just like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to get this out. So I go in the bathroom, bro. I'm like, dude, in, you can do it. You can I look do in the mirror, bro. And I'm like, but there's a lot of people who were waiting in line before. So I like, it took me a minute to get in the bathroom. And so I get in there and I start looking around and I'm like, all right, this is just how it works. I get on my knees, get my like throat ready, stick my finger down my throat. You know, like just fucking try to let it out, bro. Do that for about two minutes. And then I can't get anything out. So I just stand up and I'm just kind of like laying there. Or I don't, I lay there for a second. Then I stand up and I can hear like the girls outside like gathering and talking, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, dude. (laughs) What am I going to do? I like grab some water, splash it on my face. I like try to poop afterwards. I was like, yeah. He's having a tough time. Dude, I'm just like in there for about 10 minutes, maybe 15 (laughs) minutes. And I realize I'm like, all right, fuck it. I got to get up. I just got to go back to the table. I'm going to be fine. Sitting on the table, one minute, maybe one minute and 30 seconds go by. Get, I'm on my head. Yeah, he's asleep. So the waiter comes over, takes our order. Trying not to spin. I don't know what. Ross ordered a full, like, grown man's meal. I got an omelet <laughs> yeah. and toast and, and like, and, potatoes and, and shit. Yeah, he, so he, he, he gets this whole meal, right? So the, the waiter brings us. He, he, the, the waiter's, look. He's, he's, he's the waiter at, is the coolest waiter literally on the fucking planet. He's Shouts working out to that yeah. dude. Shout out to the dude at Magnolia's because like, dude, he's working late after ACL. Everyone's acting a fool, and, and I'm just sweating. And and so so he brings our <laughs> drinks, and <laughs> so we get we have like four cups of water on the table. I, I, think, got, I think I ordered like an, a coffee. water and a and a Honorable Palmer or something like that. <laughs> I had a coffee and that's right. Yeah, I should have got a coffee. So. The waiter comes over. He he's he's either taking our order or he bringing took our order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, Ross's face turns green, like like the Grinch, <laughs> and and his eyes are like, oh no! And I'm like, dude, it's about to happen, and and it's like about to happen on the table too. So I, I, there's nothing we could do. We, there's nothing we could do. 
<laughs> the waiter's literally standing <laughs> standing at our table. He, he's standing at our table, like right next to our table. And and Ross starts to throw up. I grab the cup of water. <laughs> right in front of it's a half full cup of water. And I stick it right in front of his face. He just pukes in it. I go, I go <laughs> and then I look, I get it down. I look at Riley, and I'm like, <laughs> so I grab Max's cup, <laughs> Dude, and I'm like, and then I'm not getting any on the table. And, bro. and then I grab Carly's cup. And then I grab <laughs> Riley's cup, dude. Yeah. And I swear to God, he puked I threw in up four cups. Filled oh up four, four filled up God, four cups bro. while the waiter was standing right there next to us, just like. The waiter Whoa. was just shaking his head. Yeah. He just was like... He was actually... He was like, wow, was you're cold. an idiot, but also like, wow, like, dude. it's all in the cups. <laughs> yeah, bro. You just got to take the fucking cups away, yeah. bro. Holy oh, shit. dude. He was kind of pissed that he had to, like, take the cups, but at the I end of the day, he didn't have to clean up. That's a lot yeah. better yeah. cleaning up fucking I tipped cube, him bro. good. I tipped him good. I think I gave him, like, a 50% tip. I gave, uh, I gave him... I think we all we no shit. I gave him hundred percent. I should have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we definitely. Me and Carl well, tipped the fat too. Then he brought Ross's food in a box. He did. <laughs> he was like, "You gotta go, dude." He's like, "It's all good, bro, but you definitely have to go." That's what he yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, and I was yeah, like, dude, and Ross called an Uber and left, and we sat there and ate our food. And yeah. I didn't eat my food at all that night. I went home. At, no, I went to Hannah's house. And I just like I feel bad for him because I think there was some throw up on your arm, <laughs> bro. I just died when I got home. Oh my god! And next day I felt fine. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. And that's the way it goes. And that's how Riley and I got this all together. <laughs> <laughs> Salud. Salud, dude. Fucking uh, yeah. Um. Well, so um. Uh, what time is it? Here, let's see. We're good. Yeah, dude, oh, we got plenty good. of time. Right? We're good. Okay, so let's super good. dive back into uh, a good, good little ACL sidetrack. So we talked about how you guys mic'd your first EP. And in a nutshell, yeah, like I said, I used mainly Ableton stock stuff, but I used uh, sausage fattener on everything. And it was just good to use the sausage fattener and then mix from there. Because the saturation brought presence to everything, but with the, the new record, bro. new record coming yeah, out, new record. Let's talk the new record, baby. Let's talk about the new record. Vinyl, too. yeah, yeah. Oh so, shit, oh, yeah. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, who'd you get to do yeah. your artwork and shit? So yours truly. <gasps> How do you make it, bro? Yeah, so uh, I guess we could start from the beginning, but um, like yeah. you use Photoshop. Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull yeah. Up all he talks about. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. so check us out thelududes.com. You can see the artwork. That's oh, right, boys. Yeah. Um, I need it flashing on the screen right now. So one thing that that Andrew purchased, you know, this this was our kind of like development phase after our last EP, and then we really wanted to figure out how we're gonna get like the best audio quality going in to the DAW, so that that way when it gets mixed, you know, we're really having the optimum control over what we want. And so once we got the Portico 2, that was step one. Step two, Andrew actually got an audio digital converter. Okay. Oh, uh, dude, no way. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, buddy. Dude, that so, looks good. Yeah. That looks good. Thanks, man. Fuck yeah. No, those are like, the, I mean, that's, that's what Will got, and that's like why Dude's he's all about, like, he feels like, because he doesn't want to use an yeah, interface. He doesn't ever want to use an interface because of like the preamps that are built into the interface. Right. And so that's the only way to really bypass it, get the truest sound from your exactly. porticos. Exactly. So for those of you that don't know, it's basically like you're, you're taking 
your waves coming out of your physical whatever it's an instrument or your vocals or whatever it is and then it's it's transferring through the uh, preamp and then into your audio digital converter and that's where it turns into ones and zeros right that's where it turns into digital recording and um, basically gives you the best signal that you can going into your I don't know much about the science behind it all I know is that it's just it's just a it's pure quality of sound basically when you have an audio interface you have preamps that are built into it and you can try to bypass it and there's a huge debate online about how whether or not it actually works but for the most part you're still running it through that even if the volume's all the way down and you're taking a very tiny percentage of it yeah. you're still technically running it through that preamp so when you get an A to D converter it's like the only way to get the purest sound from your preamps and the other shit you buy. So I can I, I can explain the science a little bit on it. <laughs> so let me whip out my professor shades on, yeah, bro. Yeah. So like these pre, like these the the voltage on these things, right? There's like whenever you speak, it causes like small voltage potential differences, right? right. Whenever you're going to the mic, that's the analog signal going into the interface, right? right? The preamp is what brings it up to line level. The better your preamp, the better the noise reduction is, right? The better the gain, right? And then once you get that really nice analog sounding, then it goes to the interface and it converts to digital, right? right, right. So the better your analog uh, signal is, the better it's going to be converted. Right. Yeah. So the, port, the Portico 2 channel strip, before we're even going to the audio digital converter, we're, we're getting the uh, preamp, we're also getting compression. Hell yeah. And yeah. You know, it, it's just a, it has like a warmth and saturation as well. So it's just giving you a really, really nice tone. And then by the time you're into the, the DAW, you, you have a good signal. So that was kind of what we were targeting when we were recording. We knew we wanted to up our, our uh, input signal. Um, and it, it was South by Southwest last, I guess, March that I was sitting at the bar at... Um, the Van Zant Hotel in Geraldine's and talking to this guy, he's like he was in town trying to meet up with P Lander Z of all people, trying I don't know, some sort of record company, but uh he was from Chicago and his band recorded at a studio called Treehouse Records up in Chicago. All analog studio. And um I was like, Oh that's super cool. That's super cool. And didn't really think much about it until I went to Chicago for work and I hit them up I was like hey can I come check out your place because at that point we were looking to find someone to mix and master our record and that we hadn't recorded yet that we were in the process of recording so I went and checked it out absolute beautiful studio like one of the coolest studios I've ever been in in my life all analog tape recording and uh, that's where we ended up mixing our record so we, we tracked all of our drums at home and uh, then we kind of layered on all the instruments one by one, all the vocals, and then we kind of leveled everything to transfer it to tape. We put all of our tracks on two-inch tape. That's crazy. Yeah. And How long does that take, man, to like record on tape? So we didn't actually record on tape. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. So we, okay. we tracked everything at my house, and we exported... Wave files, uh, sent them to the studio, and they had them oh, transferred onto on two-inch tape. tape. Yeah, and like the tape gives like the saturation like a different color. Yeah, it does. It gives okay, it, yeah, it gives yeah. it like a warmth and a saturation and, yeah. and a texture that like you really, there, there, the texture is something that, you know, 
there, there's like tape texture mimicker. I think like the sausage thing you're talking about kind of does that or tries yeah. to. But once you put it on the two inch tape, like it's a suit. Like what you, dude, I've never heard it, man. Yeah, once you I've hear that, you'll it. hear the record, and you, yeah, bro, that's dude, all, all uh, I hear, bro. All I hear about the way tape sounds is like, it's God, it's just warm, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's so warm. It's, but Brian uh, has one, right, dude? So yeah, his is actually I think out of commission right now, but uh, it's okay. pretty. It's still it's uh, huge, dude. Yeah, Those dude. things are huge. It's crazy. Yeah, a little a little side track. Um, <clears throat> I dragged Ricky out one night. Me and my girlfriend went downtown. And, and uh, saw a comedy show, and um, Ricky was like, oh, I want to chill at home. I was like, no, dude, you fucking need to come out and network like you said you would. And he's like, all right. And so we were meeting I'm up at a- you, I'm glad a, you do that shit. We're, we're meeting up at an electronic bar, or like a, a house- <laughs> <laughs> A house it's spot. A, it's a- It's called Barcelona. A bar that's playing house music, for those yeah. who didn't understand that. Um, electronic bar. <laughs> they sell electric <laughs> drinks and shit. <laughs> so, uh, but he met me across the street at a country bar, and this and whenever he showed up, uh, me and my girlfriend and one of her friends met some random dude that was in town. He didn't know anybody, but he just so happened to be in town running sound for Aaron Watson. He's like his sound guy that he goes on tour with, and. He tells me he, we were just nerding out about gear and shit in the studio, and he goes, "Man, dude, I have people coming to the studio. They're like, I want my shit all on analog. I want all on analog, all on tape." And he goes, "All right, I got you, brother." Oh, goes, I remember he was he goes, talking about this. I put yeah. the fucking plug in on that shit. They can't tell a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him was saying he was like, "Damn, you did it that fast." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they say in there. They go, you did it all last night. He goes, yeah, it took me a while to wind up that tape, but I did it. I, yeah. I got it done. That's so fucking <laughs> he funny. he just slapped a plug-in on there. I mean, dude. But the plug-in sounds good. But plug-ins like, are good. Yeah, man. plug-ins are good. Bro, for sure. fucking, as much as I admire the fucking analog. And honestly, the, the music that you guys are making, that's a whole lot more important than some of the music that I'm making right now. But, uh. Like, obviously, I have a Neve. The analog game is... There are certain elements that I really like, but, bro, it is so expensive compared oh, yeah. so, to how good a laptop can get oh, you. Dude. You know what I so mean? So, it's, it's unbelievable. All right. So, like, if you look at the history of recording, right? Like, analog was how they had to do it until what? Like, the late 80s, early 90s? I don't know when DAWs yeah, yeah, started yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, but, like, like I think I Pro, Tools, Pro Tools early 90s. But, dude... You had to have a record label and like millions to go track at a studio, you know? Yeah. So, not millions, but you had to have a lot of money. Now you had to have you fucking have money, money, bro. bro. So, because so, like, dude, because you don't know how long artists are going to take to dude, record dude. records either. Like back in the day, you had to fucking, I mean, dude, like. But it's not it only like time. Six, it takes so much time. It's you know? equipment. That's right. Dude, the equipment is insane. Right. So, when, when the digital started to come around, yes, it, like obviously we wouldn't be able to sit here and do a podcast unless we had access to the, like, the digital recording, right? right. So it's, it's a huge advantage. So the thing about the studio, Treehouse Records, is they're kind of like the, the throwback to like everyone's recording digital, but we're going to be like, we're going to stick out and be like this badass analog studio. That's fucking dope. And not only that, they're affordable. So like, really? Yeah, dude. How much are they? 40 bucks an hour. No wow, way. that's yeah, dope. Yeah, dude. 
and we we good. we like shopped around here in Austin to try and find a studio that would uh, mix our record, and no one came close to that cheap. Yeah. So we were like, dude, not even so a it was question. Like flying out there and recording there was cheaper than just doing. So we didn't record there. Remember, we recorded everything oh, that's at home. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you they guess, actually are set up to record yeah. on to tape. You guys send them your stems, and they did all the processing. That's right. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. So the, they, they yeah. ended up putting it on two inch tape. They ran it through uh, Trident number nine um, console. So if you look at the the console, they got this from um, London. They recorded the wall on the same console that they mixed our record on. It went from London to New York to, I believe, South Carolina and then to Chicago, and they bought it in 2015 when they opened their studio, um, and they refurbished it. Basically, the Trident board is, it goes back to uh, the like, Rupert Neve days when Rupert Neve was recording the Beatles, Yeah. and they wanted this, they wanted to build a board that was capable of recording 24 tracks on two-inch tape. Right. And... So they asked Rupert Neve to build the board, and he, he didn't, or he couldn't, or whatever the situation was. They ended up building it themselves, and that's how they got the Trident number nine. Damn. That's the board that they used to make that's it. That's pretty dope. It's insane, wow. dude. It's yeah. crazy history, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So all the boys flew up to Chicago. Dude, Barrett Gazaldo, shout out. Uh, amazing mixing engineer. Also, recording and mixing engineer. He, he mixed the record on the two-inch tape, and then... Um, Exported the stems, and we kind of had like a back and forth. You know, what do you want? You, you want to do this? You want to do that? But mainly, we left it to him because you know it's his artistic style as well. You know, right. kind of the twist. You know how you you put your style on our EP, he put his style on our, our record as well. And right. God, I wouldn't even consider that my style. I consider that my learning process. Sure, of mixing. But still, it's still no, your totally. Style. This guy, oh, yeah. this guy is a professional. You know, yeah. like. Years of experience. Years, dude. Yeah, decades. Yeah. 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 And whereas I'm coming up on my first, just under my first decade of experience right now. Dude, but that that's why we're at the Bedroom Podcast, right? Yeah. This, this is, right. Everyone's doing it. And yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, bro. And uh, ended up sending it to his buddy, Alex D. Young, out in LA to uh, master. Mm. Really, really nice mastering process out there as well. And... It's coming out on vinyl December 13th. We actually have a, a, a single coming out November 15th. So, Dope. Check that out. And then the Wait, record. right after you drop the record? Uh, right before. November 15th is the single, and December 13th is the record. Oh, sorry. Gotcha. So, that's dope. You said December on both. That's badass. Man, yeah. I, think, I think we're all coming out. Well, you're... Yeah, I think we're all coming up close on an EP. I just finished a three-track EP. Yeah, yes, man. I, I just finished. You just finished tracking track. it, or uh, mixing it? Mixing it. Mixing cool. mastering. Yesterday, I finished it. Yeah. Yeah. So you did the whole process yourself? Yeah, I do everything. Nice. Yeah. I yeah, was same. I was sending it off to get mastered, but I realized that man, maybe I could just learn how to do it myself. And yeah. Dude, I'm realizing that it's coming out really damn good. Yeah, I'm just getting better every time. You know, I. I'm just determined to get good at it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like anyone could do it. Anybody can do anybody it. Anybody can put in the time. Yeah. It's, and it it's takes a lot time. of fucking time. There's a lot of nuances. It's also a lot of just slamming your head against the trial and error. Yeah. Dude, oh my Dude, God. Your so shit's sounding good, though. Yeah, Thanks, you're sounding really it's good. Just, like every. I, well, I love when you listen to my shit. Yeah. But I love, like, dude, you. I feel like I never had critiques when I would listen to your shit before, and still, I'm like, I don't even know what you did, but it's still, it's, it yeah, sounds yeah. better. I appreciate like that, bro. Yeah. yeah. 
It is. It's a lot of headbanging, dude. It's so frustrating because, like, especially with uh, music that has a lot of low end, mm-hmm. getting it really tight and really punchy and really powerful, you're just like, how the fuck did these fuckers do it, you know? And I'm, like, <laughs> referencing, and it sounds all squashy. It's not, like, you know, the dynamic range because at the same time you need balance, you know? Like, I think a lot of to do with your room also, like, you know, the... Are you listening through headphones and also through your monitors and? Dude, I'm referencing everywhere, man. Yeah. Like, um, I I got two headphones that I'm always like switching between in my. You know, you saw my studio, the, yeah. the Rockets with the sub. I turn the sub off. I turn it on. I have like a little pedal. It turns the sub on and off. Listen to it in your car. Listen to it. And I always yeah. check my car. Yeah. I always put on, like, okay, let me export this. Go to my car. I flip through like I put on SoundCloud, you know, in private, and just flip through tracks. And go back and forth, and I'm always referencing, and I'm okay. Needs this, and I like write notes. But referencing, I kid you not, man. You want to become a good mix engineer? Referencing seriously, like really intensely, that has made me the. That has, if I would have started sooner referencing, you know. What, what do you mean by that? go a little referencing, bit more? Uh, like taking another other track. tracks like yeah. mixing, and listening to another track to go with that. Like, yeah, like really a, intensely, like you're trying to like copy that track. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, like, a uh, like I would get, I would make a track and I was like, okay, well this track sounds kind of like, it reminded me of like this track. Right. So I pull in that track and, um, so I even have a plug, a plugin that's called reference and it's such a badass plugin, dude. Literally this plugin has made me just so much better in my productions because you can, it'll tell you. First of all, you can split into five bands. And for each band, it'll tell you where your gain is compared to the other track. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it'll also tell you if your track is more compressed in that band for, uh, compared to the other track. And it'll also tell you about your width, right? So, so you, you find a song or whatever that you like, and say you like the low end on that song, right? right? Throw that into the reference plugin, and you can match that low end to the low end on whatever you're producing. Yeah. Um, well, it won't do it for you, but, but no. But you can look at it. And, it'll and, show you visually, yeah. like, dude. Yeah. Okay, your low end is way, like, is way louder. Right. You know. So like, okay, okay, because levels matter so much, right? Like, and so like, okay, I need to turn down my low end, and uh, I need to, and then so sometimes my highs, sometimes that track sounds louder because there's not enough clarity, like in that 5k area where you really hear clarity, like yeah. 7k. And so it's like, okay, I need to bring up those. And it just makes you understand like frequencies and how the ear is perceiving loudness, you know? Because I just want it to be fucking bassy, but then right. you can't then you can't even master it right because the low end is taking up so much headroom. For sure. And so yeah, I mean I've just been I'm 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 addicted to it, man. Yeah. Just like you are. Yeah. Just like we all are. <laughs> yeah. No, it's yeah. It's really magical. I'm not, dude. I'm not addicted to that shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know dude, what? And, that's and, why I hire a producer, bro. And, bro, you're, you're, you're right, bro. It's a lot of headbanging. I get fucking... I worry that... Because I get that feeling coming up where my track is not sounding the way I want it. Right. right? But it's happening less and less now. Right? Before, I'd be like, why? And I start like... And then I start getting all extreme. Like, let me just fucking turn this up. And like, yeah, I start doing dude. extreme shit and then it just... Fuck it all. Yeah, up, every time you make <laughs> yeah. one major tweak yeah. and then you make another major tweak, it's like, fuck and I've, dude, and, you gotta and start I, all over. I came, I came with this epiphany once, and I was like, what makes a great mix engineer to an amateur mix engineer is tweaks away, bro. Yeah, it's not major fucking plugins or anything. It's literally the same tools, 
tweaks away. For sure. You're just ma- minor little cut here. There was at your brother's little boot event. Mm-hmm. Um, the that guy that does sound that goes on tour with oh Johnny yeah, yeah dude me, me and him were nerding out about gear that guy's crazy bro he used to he like mixed and engineered the Sex Pistols and shit yeah yeah and dude. he did Motorhead live Motorhead hey well that's the guy y'all met yeah dude that's the guy y'all met that one and so and so we should uh, have him on the pod bro he's a cool motherfucker bro but what I was gonna say. Well, one thing, side note, he he was telling me about these new speakers that came out. The tweeters are built inside the middle of the cone of instead of like having the tweeter and then the cone. Okay. The tweeters are like in the middle and he's like, dude, they're it's fucking revolutionary. What uh, speakers were they? I can't I I wish I could remember what he said. Were they Genelix? No. No. Okay. It I sounded think, like he like made his own speakers. No, he he said it's That's like crazy. a new pair that came out that he's been using for like live oh, shows really? and shit. But I was like, fuck, that sounds cool. Anyway, uh, besides that, he was telling me about mixing because um, he mostly mixes live shows, yeah. mm-hmm. and he was telling me how one k for strictly bass, like bass guitars and shit, or even maybe electronic music. If you want like a certain growl or something, uh, if you just turn up one k, it sounds like you're turning up the bass altogether, like full volume, like you're turning it up. Um, it depends, yeah. Maybe yeah. I think he was referring more to like bass guitars and shit to get. Yeah, that I mean, if you know what a bass guitar, you like bass guitars, you know, you're just yeah. gonna know where they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. exactly. But, yeah, so I mean. I play bass and Fuck yeah. uh, I always battle like, do I want kind of like that more like poppy, like uh, kind of higher trebly kind of attacky yeah. bass? Or do I want like that low end, like sitting in the back and holding down the whole song yeah. kind of bass? And I, I find myself switching between the two a lot, you know? So it's re- it really depends on if it's like a punk rock. It really kind of song depends or, on the mood. Yeah, the the yeah. mood, the song. I I have songs, so I have two bass guitars. Uh, I just bought a Hofner, like the cheaper version. Um, that's like it feels like a guitar when you're playing it. It has that high plucky. It's a short scale bass. Yeah, it has that really grungy, vintagey, plucky kind of tone to it. And then I also have a jazz Fender bass, and that's like. Tuck in the back. I'm that fucking yeah. badass, groovy, just like whatever. Yeah. But um, it's just so crazy. Just the total. I mean, yeah, you got your tweaks on your bass too, but it's just, just so crazy when I plug in one and then I switch and I plug in the other one. It's like my jazz bass is fat as fuck sounding, yeah. but it doesn't have like that character. Because I think I'm with my music. I'm str- I'm starting to find like it's funny because my gu- guitar is like my main instrument, but I'm finding myself putting guitar off to the side because I just love synthesizers so much. Yeah, and like if and I'm like I do want some c- kind of guitar element in there. I've been getting to a point where bass, like you can play bass like a guitar in a way not like full chords but you can do like riffy little things mm-hmm. and uh yeah it comes across I, a whole lot more that's why i like, like i, I mean my so whole much. thing is like guitar playing 
when you're soloing and doing kind of like hammer-ons and certain things, I feel like it can be like a little much, but if you do that, all that cool shit on a bass, it like sounds like real soulful yeah. and groovy, you know what I mean? Or it's, it, I mean, it's still, you gotta be tasteful with it, but it's like, you know. Or if you blend. Like Sam did that shit all the time. Yeah. Sam's a great instrumentalist. That guy's, cr- yeah. yeah. Or He was on you, the last one. Yeah. Hey. Or if you blend, like if you have a riff, like if you have a guitar riff, you're yeah. like, oh, it just sounds like a guitar riff. If you have the bass doing that and you're blending those together, yeah, that shit fucking sounds cool too. Yeah, the famous, the famous Kevin Parker song, doon, 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 doon. the less I yeah. know, the better. Boom, 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 boom. That boom, shit boom. is blended. That riff the whole time is blended with a with a guitar. As Dude, well. right? That's classic yeah, yeah. reggae, bro. Yeah. Like going that's all the true. way back to like you know Sky and, and like Bob Marley even, and you know 50s, 60s yeah. reggae. And that dude, Revolution, they they're so good at that. Like, dude, the bass the bass player. Will, we saw them on Friday as well, didn't we? Yeah, dude. Uh, no, I saw I saw Revolution at Emos. Oh, did you go watch them that night? Man, I've yeah. seen them a lot. I wish I could have seen them. This yeah, time. dude, they're good, dude. They're still their new music. No, no, no. I okay. We've been listening for what twenty years. Yeah, a long time. Revolution, dude, is still. So good. Like they're better. The heart of a lion. They're, they're better now than they were like 15 it's years ago. Like fire. Dude, I saw them in San Diego. Dude, the I was crowd there with was you. Like, they had a kind of a small crowd. Dude, yeah. It was like they were on the rise. They sold I out emos. Like, They've been going yeah. so hard for so long, bro. And and they're. I went there they're not expecting much. Bad. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go sing along to the songs I grew up with. You know. Yeah. No, dude. All new shit. Not only that, but like, their sound was tight. Yeah, bro. So yeah, they really know how to put on a show. Progress, that's sick. And bro. progress, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, do we want? We had a couple of sections. Yeah, dude. I was thinking. Um, so, how much do you fuck with plugins, bro? You know what? Like, previously a lot more, but now that we're kind of like uh, outsourcing the mixing process, uh-huh. um, less and less. Uh, We've actually kind of talked about a lot of hardware gear this time, which is actually cool because we haven't talked about that nearly as much. But sorry, what were you going to say? So I play in two bands, actually. I play drums with uh, David Deers. Right on. He, uh, dude, he's into it. Like, Uh, from start to finish. Yeah, dude, the dude knows what he's doing. Good. And so we, when I go practice with him, he's got like a nice setup at at, at, uh, his house. And I play on an electric kit. And we basically run all of our sound through his uh, Cubase, and we we, cool. do, we do like a live practice. And, Fuck yeah, dude! And we can run plugins like oh, like when you're playing, you like you do the whole thing. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. We That's have like the drum, fuck, like bro. the drum, like the drum plugin. Bro, you know how dope that'd be to play like house music on a man. It's like, basically like one of those drum kits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially so, a MIDI controller, right? So the same plugins yeah. that you use to produce on, yeah. we do our live like sound on Dang. to that's practice dope, that's dope yeah so we can interchange amps we can change the placement of the mics and you know all the all the different stuff that you can do yeah. and then that's how we practice so yeah that's probably where we use the most like digital that's stuff. cool bro he's got he's got like two external processors and because uh, it, it takes so much processing power to be able to run all that live simultaneously right. oh yeah I bet. you can't just run it off a laptop like he's got um, Cubase running on his laptop, and then he's also got like all of his plugins kind of separated onto different uh, processors. So. Yeah, yeah. Super interesting. I don't know much about it, but 
Dude, that dude, that's crazy. Everybody builds their own, especially for live, man. Yeah. Have you seen FKJ? Uh, I haven't, but we played uh, down in Houston, Pitch Twenty Five, and they played across the street at Warehouse Live, and I I wanted to go, but I couldn't get in. Dude, sold uh, out. Yeah, it was, it was my roommate's real way not too long ago. He said, yeah. "Bro." I was mind blown because he he's running, like, he's running everything himself, right? He's dude, looping, he's making, yeah. and he plays every instrument. Fly. He's just who is this? FKJ goes yeah. on like he he has like, he literally has like little almost like his whole studio just there. Like right. he has a sax, he has a bass, he has piano pads, synths, drum like, uh, drum machine. Yeah, and he'll just like make loops on it, bro. He'll just go and he'll make he'll make like even noise with his voices. He's like. He's probably got like pedals. I don't, you know, he's probably not running all digitally. He's yeah, probably he's got- running most of that through probably an RC505, which is like a boss loop pedal, um, which allows you to loop like fucking all kinds of stuff. Like you can do three probably takes a few of vocals. them too. There's another guy named uh, yeah. Mark Rubier, I believe his name is. I think Max, I've sent some of his shit to you, but dude, he is so dope. He does live streams and he'll fucking like play some of the dopest music. Just he'll do it and he'll do it. People will send in, he'll say, like, what do you want me to talk about? And they'll send a bunch of suggestions and they'll give him a one and he'll just improvise the whole thing and sing a song Damn. to these people and make a beat and a, and a piano riff or synth yeah. riff or a bass riff over it. And some of the shit he does, dude, like not all of it's tight, but some of the shit is fucking awesome. Damn. Like the first time I, the first song I heard from him. It like came out the day that I saw it on YouTube, and uh, it was my favorite song he's done. Like it's a really really good song. Dude, uh, you were telling me about Anderson pa- Anderson Pack, not too long ago. Yeah, dude, he's so badass. Yeah, I've been listening to some of his. And, and Anderson also, Pack's the he's yeah, the best. Venice, Venice and Malibu are both. Dude, his most recent record I think is his best. Maybe his yeah. most recent record is amazing. Dude, he sounds incredible. The bro. the the Oxnard that he did with Dre, I thought was not very good, but I think his most recent one is amazing. I think that's the one yeah, I heard. I think I heard that. Yeah. Dude, um, also who who did you show me last night? That band? Oh, Wolfpack. Oh yeah, dude, Wolfpack's what? a crazy. Oh, yeah. Fuck, Wolfpack's bro. the best. Yeah, they're one uh, of the best bass players, dude. probably. And they bro, got yeah. they blew up on the internet, bro. They, they like did all that shit online. Because their videos are funny, dude. Yeah, dude, they're fu- hilarious. Yeah, all bro. their videos are just in bedrooms, like filmed, like from just looking at the camera, shit, just staring at it, just like quality. Yeah, it's like, funny. Awkward, awkward like awkward zooming shit. shots yeah. and shit, like. They're just super goofy. But their music's but, good. Dude, they're so very, good. very good musicians. Yeah, yeah. I was fucking mind. They're blood, phenomenal. Bro. Yeah, playing them it. playing live is like one of the best things ever, dude. This dude talking about TikTok, bro. I don't yeah, know we're, we're about trying TikTok. to get on the TikTok game. Apparently yeah, it's bro. just like it's a fucking wave right now. Yeah. Dude, like, so I posted a video like a week and a half ago and it has like a hundred and five thousand views on it right now. And like I didn't do I had like ten followers when I first. But what does that result that. in? Um, at the moment, just like, I don't know, 2,700 followers and a bunch of likes on there. So just like, but does it that just translate look, to like Spotify plays or anything? Or? Um, it's been Instagram follows mostly. Okay. And then I don't know if it's got, I mean, I kind of get like right now I'm getting probably like four or 500 total Spotify plays a day. So I don't really know if that's, damn, that's significant. Yeah. yeah. I did a. Did a bunch of playlisting service. I think I was telling you about this a little bit, but I've done a bunch of playlisting services and then 
just like slowly building, you know, that, that retained me a certain amount of people from that who were kind of listening to it. And some, some songs get more attention than others. What's your like production rate? Like how often are you putting out new material? Uh, so I put out my first song for this in June. Then I released one in July. Then I released one in August. And then I've got an EP that I'm dropping. Um, date's not announced yet, but like late November, probably or early December. Cool. And um, yeah, dude, the production that I'm doing. So I like I have another producer that I work with in town. He's worked with like Mobley and like a few other acts in town. I've seen Mobley. Um, yeah, Mobley's really cool. Um, so anyway, he's worked with a lot of good people in town, and I found him through Max and Sam back in the day. Um, cause he had talked to Sam about some of his records and we're like, you know, Harrow's is really cool. Uh, I'd love to produce some records for you. He has a cost, you know what I mean? So at the time I think he was like 30 bucks an hour or something like that, but it can be a lot of money. Um, and so anyway, I, uh, kind of after maybe six months later, I was like, I'd been working on my own stuff and I was kind of just trying to figure out At the time I was just like, I'll just mix everything and then I'll find some, no, I'll, I'll just record everything and then I'll find somebody to mix it. And hopefully throw a little extra sauce on it. and But I'll do most of it all myself. And I was getting really into mixing and, and mastering at the time. This is probably about two years ago. Like a little over two years ago. Um, and then I just kind of hit a switch. And I was like, fuck it, I'm calling Brian. Like, you know, I'm dumping a lot of money into going into his place and producing some songs. So we spent all of last year just cutting records at his place and, and me basically bring demos to him and then just recutting everything. Oh, wow. Didn't really release anything. Then spent the first six months of this year. So you're sitting on all of this. Yes. I've been sitting on all this for a long time. So, wow. but it's basically had, I've dude, I've like, so the songs I have released, one of them was the very first song we did together. It's a song called 19. And then I released two others since then. And I, we came up with those probably in like May and release them basically in that time frame. So I like, and on those songs, I would say like, I'm super proud of those songs. They're like the first couple songs that I've ever released that I'm like, think a hundred percent represented what I was trying to do. Um, and they're kind of poppy. So they kind of gotten me like, uh, like a lot more attention for that. And so it's kind of nice because all these other songs, they have more hip hop variations in there. Some of the records are just very different. Like they're all just kind of very different. Talk, so, talk a little bit more about like that whole process where you're like, I'm going to go record all this stuff and produce it all and then sit on it. Like, how, like, yeah. So, so like that's a tough decision to make yeah, like a long term sure, type goal. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. I, so I did brethren. So right after I quit dirty lens, Will and I made this little group called brethren yeah, and we were just that. literally just doing like making songs on at my house just making whatever we wanted no intention to go play shows really maybe at some point we would but we were like really just trying to cut records and so we did that and we got into a thing where we were like alright we're going to release one a month and we're going to basically go and at the time we had two ready I think and we were about to get the third done and we are sending it to guys to mix it and master it for us as well but you know we went through that process and man we just spend so much time and we got the first two out and we got three months maybe four months in a row we released songs um, and then we just we couldn't produce enough in that time because we were only really getting together on the weekends to uh, to you know to just get the songs out to where I could release one a month and so I got to a point where I was like man I just gotta go and literally work 
just keep my head down and like because because we basically split up will had too much stuff going on the work he wasn't really into it as much i mean it was a lot of work to really get that amount of production out yeah. and uh and so yeah we just kind of were like dude this isn't fun like it was before so let's uh let's get your ways and i was like you know what i'm gonna do my own thing daddy nat and i was like kind of just running with it bro and um Eight, the reason I've set on it, man, is because to me, the brand that I'm trying to build is a lot like a startup and startups bleed money. I mean, they need money. They need capital to, to, to thrive. So fortunately, I'm in a position where I work a job that's in sales and you can, you know, make good money in sales. And so I've dumped horrendous amounts of money <laughs> into, uh, into this and I've just set on it, man. And I've just, you know, honestly, bro. It's what I want to do. Like I would rather. I mean, I have a home, but it's I would rather like not. A, I like would a, rather not have a home and live like dirt poor and be able to dump all my money into this than like like to me. It's I I didn't think about this my whole life. Like 22, 23, 24, 25, I was kind of in on the fence. I was like, I can make a bunch of money selling technology shit and just like doing that. And then I kind of just. But deep down, I always knew I was like, nah, I'm a musician. Like, that's what I want to do. Maybe when I'm 30, maybe when I'm 35, maybe it'll change. But, and then just like literally, probably the last year, maybe the last, basically since I started that, particularly after Brethren, I was like, dude, I'm wor- I'm just going to go. I'm going to work my fucking ass off just nonstop. Whether that means I'm doing podcasts, like stuff like this, or I'm doing, you know, fucking videos on TikTok or I'm doing all of it. Like there's yeah. no excuses. Like, yeah, it's not like, make. it's not one thing. You kind of have to like build it all simultaneously. And you and just have to say yes to everything that kind of comes up. That's key, dude. A, a lot of musicians say no immediately. No, dude. All right. Yeah. Let's pause on that for a second. Cause you know, for the lead dudes, like, yeah, dude, we're like, we're at the position where like, all right, we have this sick record. We're about to drop. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to, Keep playing like Hotel Vegas, you know, like, yeah. or, or are we going to say yes? And are we going to start like going out of our comfort zone and, and really trying to pursue progression? Yeah. Making some Dude, content around marketing, it. Marketing, you know? yeah. bro. That's, that shit is, it's the, it's the hardest bullet to bite. But once you bite it is the first day that you start becoming better at it. Yeah, like dude. that's the reality. That, and it's me- fucking hard, bro. Cause like, yeah. cause the thing is the music's so dope. And so it's like, you're so dope at this thing right. and you suck ass at marketing. Well, so, so and maybe you don't, but you, you think you do. You think yeah. your qualities, you have to have the right cameras and the right whatever, you know what I mean? That's like, one of the things me and Mal were talking about when uh, we were we were like, okay, dude, we're going to start marketing. And it was like, remember when we were starting Ableton like six years ago? We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. It's like, well, this is the same thing, yeah. but with marketing. Dude, think about six years from now. We're going to be rolling with it, you know? It's the truth. Right now, literally, I'm fucking lost. I'm just trying to make content. Dude. I'm glad I got these guys, like, to make more content with and because we're all pushing each other and trying to figure out strategies with social media and how to get your music heard by labels and by other artists because especially in the dance music scene, it's really collaborative. Other DJs play your music, but... Yeah, man. No, it's true. Like, it's 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 like it's a body of work. It's yeah. not it's not just like yeah, we're pushing our record, but what are we gonna like? That's the 
passenger in the vehicle, what's right. our vehicle that's going to deliver right. that? Right, exactly, exactly, bro. So exactly. You just have like, to figure out who, who you vehicle, are and what you want to portray. How's the vehicle going to look, right? Yeah, yeah. How are people well, going to perceive it? That's what I was about like, to get to. It's literally another art, man. It's a it different is. art form. So, like, people going back dedicate to dedicate their whole lives to marketing. Go, going back to, like, um, the record, you know, like, I, I, I made the album art. Like, am I a graphic yeah. artist? No. Right. Did I make our record like vinyl twelve by twelve like print? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. like, at some point you just got to be gotta like, do it, dude. Yeah, like let's do it. And yeah, you're gonna fail, and that's right. how you progress. Like exactly. you gotta fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, I, I I think DIY is like the heart of like what makes it art, dude, you know? So uh, for sure, just execute, man. Just execution. I was, I was just do idea. It, do as soon it. as soon as you think that like it's out of your reach, you're like, man. I don't know how to use Photoshop. Because you think that. about exactly. all the other things. You get overwhelmed, bro. You yeah. think of like, Dude, I'm it's like, like that. all right, tonight I have yeah. to go home and I have to cut the record, but the music video that I have to do for the record is bro. this, and I have to get the camera from this store, and that store is going to be closed on Sunday. Bro, you know, like, you that just is fucking... literally my brain, bro. And so yeah. I just stopped. I remember yeah. I still have that shit happen to yeah. me, but what I try to be doing when it has happened to me is just be moving, like doing something. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, sure. And luckily, you know, I got five other dudes to kind yeah. of help out with that but like yeah dude we're like midway through a music video that's like we're dropping that single in november like are we gonna have the music video ready i don't know right who's yeah. gonna edit it how are you how are, I, i'm gonna have to like you know like andrew yeah. and i are gonna go on youtube i can help and, you and i can learn I how can to edit it. premiere you know like i'd edit it for you guys okay i mean that's sick i would at least try yeah so like we're we're basically like i i, I did like a youtube after yeah. effects go check our website out www.thelewdudes.com dude Andrew built that from the ground up, dude. Dope. HTML, like, took an HTML class and learned how to write. Nice, and, bro. And Crazy. CSS. So, like, dude, at the end of the day, if you're not out there pushing yourself to do it, like, yeah. ain't nobody gonna fucking do it for you. All the skills you're learning, bro. Like, not only social skills because you gotta dude it's about meeting people but you're learning technical skills like sound recording then social media, bro. You literally, dude. Did you, you fail at this, but even though you gave it all. Bro, and then this other opportunity comes up in your life. All of a sudden, you're like, dude, yeah, I, I, I have the skills built up to try that venture out. Dude, we're the, it's, it's, and I'm not scared. Yeah. yeah. This shit's been helping with like my wedding DJ shit. Like, oh, the bedroom producer progress? Well, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, because it helps me talk and I have to like MC, like Bro, tell people what to do I, and shit. Yeah. I've always thought I sucked at talking. But this podcast have made me realize that I really do suck at <laughs> Well, that's what I thought because I did a podcast with you guys a long time ago. Yeah. We were with fucking Brent. And the topic was how to live in a utopian society. Whereas, like, if you just start talking about that, everybody sounds like an idiot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, every, every kind of like. You like, just kind of have to deal with the L's, bro. Just like, just keep doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, the. the same thing with like if you're not putting out your music because you're scared to like release something that you're not oh, like I could do this or I could do that like how long are you gonna sit on that track before dude, like you drop it sure. you know? right so yeah. right. just like the podcast you know you yeah dude. you get out and you produce it and you put it out and it's a moment in history you want to criticize it okay like yeah, yeah what is this microphone you know yeah cool my audio is not great like we're here and doing it so next yeah. time I'll bring a, a better microphone yeah yeah dude. Dude, the day when we all it's have matching so mics is gonna be so crazy. Right I we say we do it by next podcast. Dude, that one's shitty. As um, fuck. This one's alright. 
Do we want to? Do you guys want to listen to some other tracks? I know we just listened yeah. to one for Riley, but yeah, you know? sure. Um, but dude, I mean, I'm I'm 100% agree, man. I mean, just like DIY. I had to go. I took a class on Premiere Pro earlier this year, so yeah. I, and I've been just making YouTube videos for like the last fucking since May or so, just kind of teaching myself how to edit. We shot a music video in my hometown. Honestly, I'm probably gonna release that fucking shit, Max. But I might get somebody to like do some am- Dude, animation over. Everybody it. in here is two YouTube videos away from producing a music video. For sure. You know? Yeah. Like, for sure. It's it's, it's insane. True. Like. Dude, you know that Ocean Drive video? Yeah. How simple is that idea? Yeah. Literally, they rented out an El Camino, right? Got four beautiful girls and just fucking recorded them in slow motion, riding the fucking convertible, and then just them eating, hanging, out, hanging out, eating fucking pizza, and looking fucking gorgeous and sexy, the whole music video. And it was literally amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. And also, like, I spent a lot of money on a camera equipment. Like, a year and a half ago, I started a photography business. Oh, you so, did? Yeah, I actually didn't really foresee where that was going to, like... I thought I was going to, like, legitimately be a photographer, like, full-time. Turns out, uh, there's, a, there's a lot a lot more that goes into it than just taking Bro, pictures. But literally, yeah. man. Yeah. It's with everything, man. But the you benefit of it... it's easy? With yeah. everything, there's so much that goes but into it, But that's the man. thing, like, now but you're... Here you I am, music. I have, like... I hit you up yesterday, I'm like, dude, I still want to shoot shit. For sure. No, like, exactly. So, like, yeah. homies hit me up, and they want, like, my buddies hit me up for, like their engagements or you know whatever they need like right. yeah i'm like i have all this great gear and i have a good eye for photography but yeah it didn't really pan out uh in terms of like being a full-time job but right. the benefit is i have the skill set and the equipment to like help produce content for whoever else I, wants I, I it exactly too. Bro. i feel that way too so yeah. before we got dove into back to listening to music and referencing it i wanted to just kind of briefly go over what do you want to go over max everything <laughs> That kind of the the page, uh, just briefly, like the page or the, the route that everybody's on. So, like, for example, you're paying a producer. Yeah. And you... Shout out to Bri Reezy. The, the reason <laughs> you want to do that is because you want to hone in on your singing skills and... Just, just producing, bro. Yeah, producing yeah. like being more creative. and not giving a shit about like how it sounds, like making it sound good to me, but then realizing it's gonna be polished before which it goes is out. Aw- right. Like, dude, man, if I if I had a good job and had the money to do that, I would be like, yeah, fuck gain stage, <laughs> fuck plugins, fuck all this shit. I'm gonna find a handful of sounds, throw together songs, like really fucking put all my energy and all the creativity, and then go to somebody that actually hones in on that and is also creative and man you guys are fucking crushing it right now like yep. you and Brian yeah dude but it's true um, and then yeah I guess me and Ricky like we're in the creative pro- well you're it's interesting because your music is like t- it, it almost seems like it's tied in with mixing yeah dude like your music is like is. you're already mixing as yeah. you're building the song yep and my exactly right. I guess me I have like three different head spaces where I'm like all creative. Like I'm doing Ross's. Yeah, Ross's one of the one of the things when remix, I first yeah. started um, making dance music was I gotta go piss real quick. I um, like I would I would make the track and I was like I'll, you know you would just think you just program everything and that's it and I was like why does it sound like 
so low volume and then it was like oh you have to master right it's like and then and then you know you hear about limiters okay i just gotta throw the limiter on there and then what the fuck sounds like shit yeah and then all of a sudden you're like dude yeah you have to learn how to mix and little by little you keep repeating the whole process from from production from mixing to mastering and you get like the final result and little by little you start seeing how every process meshes together. Yeah. And so now I have a really good understanding of like, if I do this here from literally starting from the sample selection, like, okay, I know that sample is going to sound good. I know that kick sample, but I, but I already know if I pick this kick drum, if I pick this bass, I won't be able to do, I won't be able to grab an element like this because it's going to take away that space, you know? And so I already, I already understand like how it's gonna fit by the time I lit you know limit it you know because if because I've done it so many times that it I'll I'll get distortion and it won't it'll so sound you, like shit by yeah. the time I master you're, it. You're picking your samples based on where it's gonna sit in the EQ in like the, the exactly in the mix, like yeah so you're, you're you're like not picking. dude I'm I'm going through that that yeah. exact like it's kind of dawned on me just now actually you talking about this but today uh i was working on a remix for ross's track yeah and his tracks uh runs around uh 110 111 bpms mm-hmm. i boosted it up to 140 oh so let Damn. you wait i want to let riley know real quick fast. Uh, so um, a whole thing we didn't talk about <laughs> i'm surprised this is probably the first podcast podcast well now i'm bringing it up but this is probably the first podcast that we have not at least ross has not mentioned the app loom it, we, we, we all <laughs> he mentioned got, he mentioned acl and i was like I, it went in, in one ear and out the other yeah but. okay so so that's that's another whole thing it's not a bad it, idea it's funny because he's not even in the room right now but so in a nutshell it's like instagram twitter uh for musicians and you can have your own section like you can click on their activity and the shit that they've wrote about in pictures and then you could click another section on their page that's all their music and uh ross has like i think the second most played song on the whole entire app oh that's right it's like his buddy that's a startup kind of thing it's not even his buddy it's like he started the app and they liked his song and his song just like yeah they kind of reached out to him he's doing remix content where are they out of uh some of them live here. Some of them are out of LA, and a couple of them are in New York. I thought it was Wisconsin. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But um. But yeah, they were like, saying we should like... throw our record on. It was Ross or you that was saying we should throw our record on it. Yeah, I, yeah, we were both saying that. Y'all should just make an account. Yeah, y'all should just, definitely do it. It's cool. Um, it's it's cool. It's a fun little account. I think it's gonna be really good, man, because it has. There's a lot of. It's it's really similar to SoundCloud, but it has also. Uh, things like Instagram where you can upload photos and other types of content. So you're not just stuck to one. Exactly. Content. So it's like, almost like it's dude, almost like uh, a social media, complete social media platform, but it's for artists to post their music. Like I, I uploaded one song and I got thirty followers. Ross has a fuck ton of followers on it. Like that how many followers do you have on Loom? Uh like like a, like sixteen hundred or something? Yeah. And so and so Anyway, my point I was getting at was Ross has uh, some, one of his songs right now. He met with one of the guys from Loom, and they're doing a remix contest. And he's already had, what, about 80 entries or so? Yeah, yeah there's a fuck ton, dude. Yeah. And so, some of them are pretty damn good, too. Can you imagine a Lou dude, dude song remixed? 
Dude, that'd be dude, rad. That so remix that you sent. Dude, people yeah. would love that too, bro. Because like everybody, like all the tools that people who make like electronic music and hip hop, there's usually like a set of tools that they use kind of for their sound. And it usually doesn't involve like cool analog like driven sounds. Dude, so yeah, let's let's plan out like after the single drops in November. And, and maybe right before the record comes out, we could do like a little remix. Dude, y'all should do a remix. That would be sick. Uh, well, you could is, just easily do that. So, yeah. so this is what we've been talking about actually just before this podcast. We were like, let's do contests. And what y'all could do is a remix competition of y'all single and all y'all chip in together and do a prize for the winner. Like they're doing it like the, the guys at Loom are doing like, I think it's 150 bucks for the winner and like 50 bucks for the person for a second place. Second place. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. So. But, um. Yeah, we'll definitely get that record up there once. Do you, like, I guess what we can talk about how to do it, but. Yeah, it's easy, bro. You just, uh, you just download the it's app. so self-explanatory. Yeah, and, uh. Yeah. Download the app. It's cool, man. Like, the founders will listen to your music no matter what. So, it's like that. Then they promote it if they like it. And then it's like, it just naturally spreads in the web of the community right now. Which is. Um, almost like obnoxiously positive, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody there is like, like nobody has something negative. Nobody to say. has anything negative yeah. to say. Yeah. There's like you know twenty five, thirty thousand followers. If the app continues to grow, of course that'll eventually probably change in some way. But it's pretty fucking nice right now, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like well, I need some positive reinforcement right now, so I could use it. The community's yeah, good, yeah. bro. Like and the, and the thing is, there's not a lot of good bands on there. A lot of it's like electronic music and like there is some, but there's like, a lot of like, rappers, man. A lot of rappers. I mean, that's the biggest genre. So. Yeah, SoundCloud's yeah. full, so they gotta go. That's somewhere. right, brother. Like, yeah, hey, that new app, that new wave, done. Yeah. But bro, I'm popping on there. I, I <laughs> guess what I was talking about. Back to your whole mixing yeah. process. That, like, as you've been talking about that, dawned on me as I was working on Ross's track. It's a little bit faster than the regular track, and it has like kind of a natural kind of hip hop drum beat to it. And I have some synth samples to it, but it's like. Oh fuck! I can't put a bass on the verse because I have this low end synth, but I use the higher synth sound for the chorus. There we go. And it's like that's when I can come in with my bass guitar. You have to, yeah. Th- those like, are the decisions you have to make. Yeah. You have to, like not everything can win. Yeah, you know? exactly. Not everything can win. Some things have to lose. That's yeah. a, that's what yeah. we're like when we were checking the record. Is like. Are are we gonna have like the sax here? Or are we gonna have the vocals? Exactly. You know, like even all- even mixing y'all's old stuff, I was like, damn, there's some really low chords that yeah. he's playing on the keyboards. It's like that's fucking with the bass really hard. It's yeah. Like, they, so yeah. you need, and we did a much better job on this record. Is like understanding yeah. the register of like, all right, bass is sitting here, you know, keys are sitting just on top, guitars vocals and sax and like and not even all at the same time it's like oh the keys are playing here the guitar is gonna shut the fuck up and then yeah and a lot then of like flip it a lot of like the best thing you can play is nothing you know right like yeah. know when not to play exactly right. yeah dude it's so important okay huge yeah. dude it's probably it's like, like conversation within the track you know um yeah. with the instruments talking to each other that's that's the best thing yeah yeah but um but yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, I mean, it's not even close to being done yet, but I'm already stoked with the vibe that the remix is turning into. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, but, uh... Dope. There's almost, like, no rules there People get to carried rock. away with the auto-tune. Like, in... Oh, for know. sure. And, and I, especially in Austin, like... But auto-tune is, like, almost just an effect now, I feel like. 
Right. But I, yeah, that's what people I'm, still suck at using it. I'm talking that's about true. it as an effect. There's two different types of auto tune. There's like the effect auto tune, then there's less like the tool. Right. To correction. And you but, can easily tell if people are just forcing it to be used as a tool rather than true. like, like tr- I've, in my opinion, you hear some Austin artists using auto tune, not to like shit on Austin artists, but like, you know, shouldn't, which one, Max? Which one? You, you really shouldn't, uh, um, I don't, you shouldn't know that auto tune's being used. Like, well, most people, well, most people I do. Say, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like Travis Scott's shit and his shit's like, super fucking noticeable auto-tune but it's like i think it just glues into that style of music yeah but But i'm talking about like like the reverb on like those vocals there for example or you know yeah there's a lot of different reverb techniques that these guys use that right give it that keep the dry signal really intact but around it is just luscious yeah that's what yeah like yeah. I need to understand a that a little bit more. Have I you heard the, you. I can show have, you. Have you heard the Post Malone song that has Ozzy Osbourne on? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dude. What's that song yeah. called again? Dude, uh, the audio on his vocals. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, no, but like it's crazy. I think it has a lot to do with what you're just talking about. Is like, No, there's there's a there's a really um good technique for you sidechain. So this is what it is. You have the dry signal, right? And you sidechain the reverb, so you put the reverb on a different bus, right? You sidechain that reverb signal to the dry signal, right? So every time the dry signal plays, you're ducking the reverb, right? And so that's that allows the dry signal to play while the reverb is just like being in the back, duck, in the back. yeah, exactly. So, so like, and that, is that how Tame Impala gets the fucking nice, rich, warm? Tone? It helps so much because the, the dry signal is preserved; it's not being washed. You know what I'm saying? That's and so useful. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah, because here's the reverb. It's like, eventually. Yes. Eventually. And so like, but yeah. if you don't put that side chain, it's like, eventually. And the, and the, stays, and the sustain stays. from that is still going over on top yeah. of the next words you're saying. Bro. That's the key right yeah, there. And I, I yeah, don't some know. mad shit for yeah. reverb for sure. Yeah, I need so, I need to learn more about that. So I yeah. don't know. I think I'm I think I I did use that technique on y'all's EP. I I'm pretty sure I did. Maybe I just didn't use it perfectly, but I think I was just learning about it around that time. Okay. And I want to say you, I you slapped. tune it, you know, you tune it how you want it. Yeah. 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 I need to, I need to look into that yeah, a little bit more because it's, it, it's, it's really good. rich and like it's you can yeah. tell yeah. that it, it like yeah, like yeah. Every space, they're not saying a word. Especially if you're a vocalist, man, you gotta have clarity in there, man. Reverb takes away clarity, man. It puts yeah. things in the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yo, guys, gotta cut it. We right. cutting, bro? Yeah, cut. We cutties? Let's yeah. do it. Well, Rai Rai, it was fun having you, bro. Yeah, yeah brother. Dude, this was Jones. dope. Around yeah. sometime soon, dude. Cheers, bro. Yeah, it's been real good. Till next time, motherfuckers. Till next is baby. The loot dudes. Check us out. Fuck yeah.